0: Welcome back to another edition of the Park Run Adventurers podcast. My name is Scott, joined as always by Mel. Hi, Mel. Hey, Scotty. We are in autumn now. You could have fooled me though. It's a it's a tops off podcast this week.
1: <laughs> not in Queensland, it's not. No. No, we are fully closed this week in Queensland.
0: Well, that's an unusual twist, but I. <laughs> This week I'm sitting on my deck, in the sun, and it certainly doesn't feel like autumn. The world's gone mad. Well, I wouldn't
1: say it's gone mad, but I would like to say at this point, thank you to everyone who congratulated me on the new upcoming Park Runner that will be entering the world uh, in June this year. However, Scotty was a little bit coy last week when he mentioned that he had a new job, and didn't actually reveal that he is the third full-time staff member for Parkrun Australia. So, I think you might have missed a few kudos there for getting your job, Scotty. Minor because details. it's a bit of it's a bit of a big deal. It Minor is. Look at details.
0: I look beyond excited to finally get to work for Parkrun. I've turned my passion and hobby into my job.
1: And you get to work on the deck?
0: Yes. In shorts.
1: (laughs) Didn't you used to work in shorts at SBS anyway?
0: No, they wouldn't let me.
1: (sighs) That's why you left, isn't it?
0: It was an ongoing discussion with me and my manager for many years. But I understand there's dress codes and there's regulations with every job. And luckily for me...
1: The regulations at Parkrun are a little bit looser.
0: Yeah, I think we might institute a shorts rule with the Parkrun staff.
1: <laughs> it's probably already an understanding. Do you need to make it a rule?
0: Well, I, I don't often see a shirt on my boss, so that, <laughs> that was a good starting point.
1: He does live in tropical North Queensland. He does,
0: and I'm telling you what Melbourne feels tropical this week. It's hot, but it wasn't. Enjoy hot. it while it lasts. Yeah, it wasn't hot on the weekend as such. We, I enjoyed uh, twelve months. Celebration for Studley Park Run, we had an under the sea theme, which I will admit is a bit of a challenging theme. That's a great theme. It's a great theme. It's very back to the future. Yeah, my girls got really into it. They showed up as a couple of jellyfish. I saw that looking fabulous. Yes. I went for above the sea, so I was a a surf lifesaver, which didn't require a whole lot of effort. I had the (laughs) t-shirt. And I have red shorts. But again, another great morning at Studley. We made it to a year and I'm very happy.
1: Awesome. Did were there a lot of other costumes?
0: I wouldn't say a lot. I haven't
1: seen the pictures. No,
0: I wouldn't say a lot. And that's why I said it was a challenging thing. Ah, okay. But I have a parkrun reclamation project. I finally managed to get one of my good friends of over ten years I've known this guy to come down to Parkrun. And the ironic thing is, I've worked with this guy for ten years and he's never come. So it's taken me to leave my former employer for him to come to my new employer.
1: Oh, he must have seen he must have missed you.
0: After one week, maybe. Yep. But it was good, <laughs> you know. He got it. He after talking to him for you know, at least the last four to five years about Parkrun, he never wanted to come. But then when he gets there on Saturday he goes, oh, this is pretty good. Everyone's really supportive. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might come back.
1: <laughs> well, that's awesome. Was there a little bit of I told you so?
0: No, I never gloat, Mel.
1: Never? Okay. Try not to. I'll remember that.
0: But moving on. So that's news. But our other bit of news is the news is gone.
1: Yes. There's. Well... To be honest, we just really don't have a very good attention span on this podcast, and you know, we get a little bit itchy feeted, bored doing the same thing all the time. So,
0: Remember Club Corner? (laughs) (laughs) The the thing is, we try things. Some work, some don't. Some work and we stop them. Some don't work and we keep doing them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not too many of that, too much of that.
0: So, possibly but hopefully not so there's no news it might come back but just not this week so what's news mel um
1: well i thought we just said that there was no news
0: okay should we crack on with the rest of the podcast
1: yeah let's do that
0: mel did you know there's only one park runner in australia who has their own club named after them
1: i did know that
0: the name of the club is the peel club the name of the park runner is brendan peel and he's joined us for a chat on the Parkrun Adventurers this week.
2: G'day, Brendan. G'day, Scott. Uh, good to be on Parkrun Adventurers.
0: First question, do you know the history of the Peel Club? Who gave it the name and how did it come
2: about? Uh, yes, on the previous um, incarnation of what's what yourself and Mel do, uh, the Parkrun show, which was uh, Russ and Robbo, um, it was mentioned Alan Burrell, um, which, as we all know, as a professor. He sort of just put it out there that the first person to, the lap of Australia, if you would call it that, gets naming rights of, um, of the club. So, I was um, the first person to do that um, and now, you know, I'm not sure how many there is now, but there's quite a few and quite a few uh, with only one or two events to go.
1: So, you say the prof actually put it out there and that was before the club existed. So, you, you took that as a challenge, Brendan, and you went after it, is that correct? Oh, poss-
2: possibly. I, I Before Parkland I haven't travelled very much anywhere. Um, I have left my suburb occasionally, but well, crossing the Yarra used to be a big trip for me. So um, just one of those things, once you start travelling, you um, you sort of start doing a bit more of it. And it's funny, the Parkland show with Russ and Robbo is probably very responsible for, um, you know, as a propaganda tool to get people out there and ad- adventuring. Yeah, so, so I already had about, I already had, I think, six, six events done and I sort of hadn't been to Darwin so I went there and then then there was just Queensland left and I thought, well, well I've just about done the lap so I might as well finish it.
1: And so which was the, the final event that got you to be the first person in the club then?
2: Uh, the last one I went to Logan River and the reason I went to Logan River and not a bigger one is um, I'd already met Sarah, Sarah Logan and Fiona uh, who's the territory director there at different runs, like Sarah at Point Cook in Melbourne and Fiona at um, Launceston. And and for me, parkrun, the main thing about it is the social component and that's a good enough reason to, in fact, fact, yeah, I've been to a few park runs to catch up with, you know, some people I've chatted with on Facebook and and so forth.
0: So is that the Brendan Peel philosophy for parkrun now and for adventuring? Do you go where you've met people previously and you think it's about time you visited their parkrun or do you plan out your... Park run adventures.
2: I don't I'll probably compared to some people, I even though I am up to I think under the thirteen or thereabouts, I don't I don't think I'm quite as obsessive as some, um, and I don't plan that far ahead. Like at the moment I've only got um, three three trips in the pipelines. So um Quinn's this week and Underwood Park the week after. And then sort of pretty much after that, um you know, things that just sometimes something pops up, takes your fancy, and you think, I'll just go there. Um, so so I'm, I don't plan months and months and months in advance, it's just, yeah, something pops up and it seems good and I just go.
0: And let's get to it straight away. Give us your highlights of all these events. How many have you done? 113 or something? Yes. Yes. So give us your top three. Give uh, us the Brendan Peel top,
2: top three. Top, top, top three. Uh, pretty easy for a top three. Um, I can't separate, I'll go for a dead eat. I can't separate Shell Harbour and Mount Clarence. Both are just really, really stunningly beautiful ocean courses. Different, Shell Harbour's a a loop course, partially on the beach, partially on trail, a bit on grass, and Mount Clarence's a sealed path, a lot of boardwalk, um, which you'd you'd love if you ever got over there, and the last 15 metres on the sand. And then the third one... I go to the beaches, um, because on a nice day, uh, you know, Bar Beach on a you know, a beautiful sunny day, is quite spectacular and it's completely unique. There's no other parkland in Australia that's completely on the beach. Uh, beyond that there'd be I reckon there'd be twenty. Twenty I'd be thinking about for the fourth one. So thanks for only making me name three.
1: <laughs> so the beaches when it's high tide or low tide?
2: I only did it when it was um which one? Yeah, anyway, well, I ran on the hard sand, um, so but 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 I'd do it any time. I mean, it's that's one of those ones you do for fun. Some days it'll be harder than others, um, but if you get the chance to go there, I I thoroughly recommend it.
1: I like how you've given um, a couple from opposite sides of the country, just so you know you've catered to everyone's geographical delights in that respect.
2: Yes, um, you can't. It's, it's funny. Australia is such a you know. It's quite a big continent there's some big gaps in it um and it's funny every every parkland community is you know it's just similar but different like you know the wa community is lovely but it's different to victoria and it's different to south australia um and yeah look i'm very lucky that i've been able to able to you know get out and about and and yeah you know, run heaps of courses and meet heaps of people um and i like to keep doing it while i still
1: can now, Brendan, on your on your travels or at your home park run, you've also got quite the impressive volunteer record. We love adventurers, but we love adventurers even more when they volunteer. What's your favourite role?
2: Um, if you look if you check on my profile you'll notice Timekeeper pops up um quite a lot. One of the things I like about that is number one, it's it's one a lot of people are scared to do. Uh, so you know, and it's very necessary. Um you can make do with a lot of things uh, to park on, but you can't make do without a timekeeper. And I just like, like, uh, just a lot like chatting out numbers and being part of, the, part of the atmosphere as everyone crosses the line. And I've been run director a few times at Shepperton, which is a hike from where I live at the moment, but I originally come from there. So anytime there's a, you know, a birthday or a, you know, essentially anytime I'm up there and there's a spot available, I'm ha- I, you know, I'm, I'm quite proud to do that actually because I'm, you know, I'm very glad Shepperton has got a park run in, so...
0: So your home is Albert, and you mentioned. Yes. Well, I mentioned to you that your closest parkrun is actually Studley, and you said that you've you've run there a few times, three times, but it's one of the few events that you have run more than once. Do you miss that element, having a visiting the same event a couple of times?
2: Yeah. Look. look I, I, the thing is, parkrun on so many levels. I, I, I honestly love love it all. I um. It's funny with Albert. My first time back this year will be in April when I do me two hundred and twenty fifth volunteer on the one day so I'm gonna to to tail run but, but yeah of, of course um, but then there's there's other ways of it's funny as more and more park runs grow quite often I run into people from Albert who have you know who don't live uh, you know in, in the inner city at different park runs Like say for example on the weekend uh, I'll just name drop uh, Amber Erickson who's prob- who along with a son and a mother they'll getting to 250 park runs really really soon and've they've, they've been um, in a parkrun newsletter and stuff before um, live a couple of hours away from Melbourne now so they've got a new home in um, newborough and you know you get to catch up with them there and you catch up with people you know in other runs so so it is it is a big family a big family um, you don't always catch up with the same lot of people every week at a particular park run but there are other ways the skin a cat I suppose is uh, one way of putting it
0: and do people recognise
2: you at park runs now? Uh, yeah, pretty much. And I'm flattered. I really, I really am. It's because, look, I'm, you know, as a younger bloke, I used to go, okay, whereas nowadays I'm, you know, probably a 27-minute runner. Um, so roughly the middle of the pack. But the beauty of park run is that no one cares if you run 20 minutes or you take an hour. They're just, it's just the people you meet along the way. And, and the reception you get, like, even it's, Great going to an interstate run where people call out your name that you don't actually know. It's just, yeah, it's just just such a a really kind and warm environment that it's just, it's very addictive and it's very hard to get out of your system. So, um, yeah, I'll just keep doing it while I still can.
1: Brendan, I haven't done my research. Everything I know about you is all on Facebook or hearsay. So, (laughs) (laughs) forgive me for asking the question, but. Have you ever done an international park run?
2: Uh, no, I haven't. Um, if but if I did, um, I would be probably tempted to not go too far, just go across the ditch and uh, that uh, is it, Pororoya or something a little bit similar to that. That that's that's probably the one thing that that really that really sparked a bit of interest. But I imagine once I finally get over there, I'll probably
1: want to do the whole country.
2: <laughs> well, that's that's quite possible. Who knows? Um, that's something you can do. So, yeah, we'll what's your space, I suppose?
0: Now, what about your bottom three, Brendan? You want to share that with us? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, well, it's so controversial. Um, one, one thing that, as you all as you well know, because you, you're both adventurous yourself, is that so, some courses are, have spectacular scenery. Some are great surfaces to run on. Some are in great climates. and But every, every park run has something going for it sometimes. Sometimes it might be a, a course that's a bit drab and nothing special about it, but the the people are, are what makes it special. So it's a roundabout way of saying I, I refuse to name three courses that that that, that I'd put to the bottom because um, cause everything's got something going for it. There's probably, I suppose, there's courses that don't suit you. Like, I mean, say, for example, Nambour is beautiful, but it is very, very hard and it wouldn't suit everyone. The beaches is beautiful, but... You know, a lot of people don't like running on sand. So I don't, I don't have a bottom three. Um, and I'd like to get back to all the Victorian ones if I could. But realistically, that's going to be very darn hard.
0: I'm going to get a bottom three out of someone before we, we round up this podcast business. But you're very diplomatic. So thanks for that. Yeah. Brendan, thanks for coming on and sharing your travels with us. Uh, it's great catching up with a yes. real adventurer.
2: Thank you very much, sir. Scott and Mel, It's uh, been fantastic to talk to the pair of you.
1: We're lucky enough to be joined two weeks in a row by some people from the West, although this young lady harks from the East to begin with. She is the event director at Maylands Peninsula, and her name is Bronwyn Bell. Bronwyn, welcome to the Parkrun Adventures podcast. Hi, Mel. Thanks for having me. I understand you have been getting up to some adventures lately. What have you been doing?
3: Uh, yes, so I uh, I love adventuring and, and going to other parkruns. And on the weekend that's just been, I was at WA's newest parkrun. Uh, so I went out to Mora, which is in the Wheatbelt area of WA, um, and I went to their park run. WA's got a wheat belt. <laughs> WA has a very large wheat belt. What does that look like? Well, a lot of wheat growing in paddocks.
1: <laughs> so does does Moorah run through the wheat paddocks or near the wheat paddocks? No, uh, it's right in the town. So they're... Um, their course
3: uh, starts at the Apex Park, which is a lovely green patch of grass right in town and it runs up and over the Moore River and it's all trail, so you'll like that, I'm sure. Yeah, through some bush along the – they have this Cockatoo Park and Walk, so it runs along that trail and, and then you turn around and you head back towards the um, Oval again. So, yes, it's a, it's a very nice park run. I think it's probably WA's only – trail run like there's none of it's on an actual made path or bitumen or concrete or anything
0: like that you did all this to regain your stateswoman title yes, in
3: yes
0: so which yes, means you've done every event in WA
3: <laughs> yes and that means that every time a new park run opens up in WA I have to try and uh, make my way to it even if it means I have to drive for two hours after work on Friday uh, to get up tomorrow <laughs> Uh, so I can be there nice and early on Saturday that I have found that because I, I do spend a bit of time as an RD and volunteering that every now and then uh, events will launch in WA and it'll take me a few weeks to um, not be volunteering to actually be able to get up to them. But um, So it was week three for Mora on the weekend and yeah, so it was excellent. So Mora, just in case people aren't aware, it's a, it's a pretty small town. So that area has less than 2,000 people in it. And so I suspect it's probably one of the smallest towns in Australia to actually host a park run. Maybe you've got a fact-checker who can fact-check that for me. Sounds
0: like a job. Ian, we need to have Ian on this year.
3: (laughs) Yeah, because I thought beforehand, because WA also has one out at Manjimup, which again is a a very lovely park run and it goes around the King Jarrah tree. Um, I thought... Manjimup was one of the smallest towns to have a park run, but um, Mora is definitely smaller than Manjimup.
1: So what kind of numbers, they've if they've got a, a town population of 2,000, what kind of numbers of locals actually showed up when you were there? I mean, you're there event three, so hopefully the word's getting out there now. It's not all just adventurers on, on the first week. So... At Mora on the weekend, they'd probably had, I think there was about 45 of us
3: maybe, and of those maybe about 30 were actually local people. So um, it is actually quite impressive how many local people they've had get involved so quickly and, and maybe they're part of that, that um, rural country town sort of community thing happening there. The event director there, her name is actually Bromwyn as well, so it was quite funny. So we had Bromwyn and Bromwin, and um, she's got quite a few of the local mums out there. And so when we were out running, there were actually quite a few ladies there pushing prams and running and having breakfast afterwards is a very big part of their day as well. <laughs> so we all headed off um, to the local cafe afterwards. So I think they'll quickly get a lot of good local support. And the other advantage they have is their park run is quite an easy course. Um, So they don't really need a lot of volunteers. It's not like they've got traffic control issues or, you know, they don't need like two barcode scanners who are separate from the the other people. So um, they they only need four volunteers every week. So that's um, quite lucky for them as well. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you a funny story about Maura because it was a really nice park run. One of their run directors, he's actually quite a fast runner, (laughs) so... To um, help make sure that no one gets lost, part of his briefing is that um, he's <laughs> you just follow him and he'll run really, really fast for the first lap so that no one actually gets lost and then he can sort of back it off for the second lap and that's exactly what he did. And so he, he led us all round the loop and so no one got lost and, and that was really good. And it was quite it was quite a small park run. It's, it's kind of cosy and it was really quite fun and it's a trail run so no one's really necessarily expecting to get a ripper time. Um, Yeah, so it was quite a good day, I thought. So I'd recommend it. If anyone flies to Perth uh, and they've done already all the Perth ones or they want to try something a bit different, you know, head up to Mora.
0: Well, you recommend Mora. What about Maylands Peninsula? You're the ED there. Maylands,
3: yes, is the best park run in Perth, Metro. (laughs) 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 That's
0: all we like. No Um, bias or anything. No
3: bias whatsoever. So Maylands are park run is on the Swan River and we're actually about five kilometres out of the heart of the Perth CBD so um, the the one that's right in the Perth City area is called Claysbrook Cove which I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with but about a kilometre as the crow flies from the Claysbrook Cove turnaround that's where our park run starts so we're just a little bit further along the river and I would call it an undulating course so it's not flat although people often think it will be flat Um, Because it is on the river. And it's a double lap out and back course, which I think worries some people, and maybe they don't want to come give it a go because they don't like the idea of a double lap. But um, it actually makes it really quite fun uh, because you get to see everyone lots of times and you get to high five lots of people as you're going. Uh, It's nearly all in the shade along the river, and we actually run past. There's this house, it's called Tramby House, so it's on the National Heritage Trust and it's the oldest residential house still standing in WA, so that's kind of cool. It was built in 1830 and it's just very, I would say, it's very picturesque, so I quite like it because I quite like, you know, the river and the trees and the plants and,
1: you know, there's lots of birds around and that sort of thing. That was going to be my question. What kind of wildlife have you got on the Swan River? You've got swans, presumably. Uh, there are swans.
3: We get lots and lots of birds along there. So I, every now and then I, I, I do get tempted uh, to take photos of all the different birds and have like a bird watch <laughs> uh, species ID sort of card thing going for the mainland's peninsula park run. So we don't get snakes like a lot of the other parkruns in WA. So that's quite nice. But we do get a lot of uh, at the moment black cockatoos. So black cockatoos are an endangered bird species in WA. You might be able to work out I'm an enviro by trade and so <laughs> um, I do notice when we have rare wildlife flying past our park runs. so yeah it's um I think it, it's very pretty and and we're kind of one of the quieter park runs in Perth as well so we probably get about maybe like 50 people each week or you know we've had in a good week we'll have about 60 um, or 70 people at our launch, we had about 160, but that was quite unusual. But, yeah, so nice, friendly crew, and we always go out for brunch afterwards, so there's heaps of coffee shops <laughs> in Maylands. Um, and so that's that's why our park run is so I can go for brunch. So, yeah, it's good. Sounds gorgeous. And, you know, we're actually the nearest park run to the Perth airport. It works out. So we have had some people from over east, who have arrived with their suitcases because it works out you can do our park run and still make the whatever flight it is to New South Wales afterwards on Saturday morning so (laughs) yeah
0: um you've mentioned that it's the best park run in Perth give us your other top three park runs that you've visited because you've done a bit of adventuring as we've already alluded to and you've been around Um, the country as well
3: yes I have been to quite a few in the country so um my family's from Queensland, so I've got lots of relatives and family over east, and my husband's family's from Victoria, so um, that does mean I get the chance to visit different park runs on both sides of the country. My favourite in Queensland is actually Nambour. <laughs> um, we should start keeping a record
1: and, and scoring
3: them. Again, that's probably because I really like the bush and it was – it is one of my worst ever park run times <laughs> because it's so hilly and it had been raining heaps and so it was quite slippery and muddy but I loved the trail and I loved being out in the bush and there was the creek and stuff. And
1: did you do the B course, Bronwyn? I did the B
3: course, yeah. Ah,
1: so you got the hardest version of the hardest park run? Yes,
3: um, and I remember that hill but I ran all the way up that hill and I didn't stop. So um, I was very happy. that but I will have to go back at some point when the A course is on um, and give that a go so that's my favourite Queensland one but I haven't tried them all and there's so many in Queensland so hopefully I haven't upset anyone (laughs) by saying that but um, my problem with uh, a lot of the Queensland ones is I end up doing them over summer because I'm normally back there around Christmas and it's often so very hot that, that makes me not necessarily enjoy them so much but yeah and in WA I think my, one of my favourite, oh I've got too many, I actually quite <laughs> like the Mount Clarence one as well and that's really nice so if people are coming to WA if you get down to Albany you should definitely do Mount Clarence. Again it's it's quite hilly, you go up Mount Clarence then you come back down Mount Clarence then you go back up Mount Clarence and then you come back down Mount Clarence. So, um, But it's such a spectacular view uh, so it's really nice and then Kalgoorlie is really good because you run through the bush again and the that's in the Great – so that's what they call the Great Western Woodlands area out there. So um, there's lots of really spectacular trees and plants to look at while you're running.
1: <laughs> and how – can you explain how long it takes to get to Kalgoorlie? Because I've seen where it is on the map and it just seems so far from everywhere but it's got that gorgeous red earth and I really want to get out there and run it. Yeah, so um, – If you were to
3: drive, I think it would probably take something like about eight hours. I have driven back from Kalgoorlie once, but um, the easiest thing actually to do is just catch the train. So we have the Prospector train here. And so I've been to Kalgoorlie and run the Kalgoorlie Park Run a couple of times. They also have this event out at Kalgoorlie called the Kalgoorlie Pipeline Marathon. So that's quite a cool running festival to go to. Um, So you can just catch the train down on the Friday. And then you arrive late Friday and then you do the park run on the Saturday and you do the pipeline running festival on the Sunday and then you catch the train back Sunday afternoon at about 2 o'clock. And, you know, the whole time you're on a train greeting or watching movies or whatever. And I think, I don't know, personally I quite like that as a way to get to Kalgoorlie. If you fly, it's only like uh, maybe like an hour 10. It's not that far to fly but it costs a lot of money. The train's much cheaper, <laughs> and Kalgoorlie's a nice town. There's there's some really good cafes in Kalgoorlie, so there's some excellent places to go for breakfast afterwards. So yes,
1: <laughs> always an important factor on parkrun day. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, very much so.
1: Yeah. So um, so I've done
3: forty two different park runs in Australia. So far, I'm hoping to get to 50 by the end of this year. So we'll see. It is a little bit hard, I think, if you live in WA because you
1: need to find an excuse to be flying somewhere over east. But you found an excuse to fly somewhere soon, haven't you? Yes, I have
3: actually now. That's a very good segue. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you've done this before. We're actually taking off in April and we're going to Europe which is very exciting and unfortunately we arrive in Sweden and it's not uh, Saturday but um, we are in Denmark for the Saturday. So um, the plan is we'll do a freedom run and pick up the Swedish one which is called Haga or Hager, I don't know how you say it, as a freedom run and then on Saturday we're actually in Copenhagen and they have a park run there. So um, And ice cream. Yes. Yes. So I'll get my second international park run. Fantastic.
1: So you're, on, you're only away for two weeks to Europe?
3: Uh, no, we're away for a bit longer,
1: but Norway's park run hasn't opened yet. Somebody needs to get on to them. <laughs> they haven't got much time.
3: There was a guy here, Henrik, who um, he used to run out at Claysbrook Cove. He's Norwegian. So he's gone back to Norway now and he's trying to get their park run up and running. And they've got a Facebook page but they don't yet have the park run actually up and running so he's on a tight timeline. So we'll see how he goes. He's got about six weeks to sort that out. <laughs> well,
1: that's enough time. It's enough. <laughs> he can make it happen. We'll see. Maybe I'll just do like a, um, a test park run
3: of where they're looking at doing if they don't have it up and running in time but yeah so we're there for a couple of weeks but unfortunately the only country we're in on a set day that has a park run is Denmark so next overseas trip I will have to make sure that um, we plan it a bit better Um, my (laughs) husband did the booking for this one and
1: he's not quite as obsessed with park run tourism as I am so (laughs) yeah you gotta watch them my husband keeps trying to take me to Japan. It's like, no. They don't have park runs there yet. We're going to have to wait. Do you go Singapore has park runs. Let's go there. Yeah, that sounds a little bit too toasty even for me at the moment. I'm not sure what's the best time of year to go to East Coast Park run.
3: I think any time of year is going to be the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be humid. You're from Queensland, you should be okay with humidity. <laughs> I
1: should be. It's true. Have you been to Weeper Park Run? No. See, that's another one that's um, challenging a lot of people who did have statesman status in Queensland and then Weeper happened. So it's on my list for sure though.
3: Yes. Yeah. I used to live in Weeper so I was very excited when they opened up the park run there. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go back now and see how Weeper is going with their little park run. I think it's
1: cool. Oh, uh, it's not the most northern, is it? Because Darwin. Darwin is still, yeah. Yes, it's pretty damn close on the, on the. what do you call the um, latitude and longitude? We had to look at all the little degreesedness of it and it's very close, but it's not quite PIP Darwin.
0: Oh, well, you should still do it. Bromman, we've loved chatting to you. Sounds like you'd make a great raving reporter on your trips over <laughs> to Denmark. If you've got the time... <laughs> Just if you've got the time, we'd love to hear a report from your adventures over there. Thanks for coming on the pod this week.
3: All right.
1: Cheers. Bye. Well, it's a relatively quiet one on the launches and anniversary scene this weekend. There will not be cake or donuts. If you're looking for them, you're going to have to BYO to whichever park run you're attending. However, Queensland is adding another trail run to our portfolio with White Rock launching. That's going to be an exciting one.
0: Love a trail park run. So they don't have one in Brisbane, do they? This is going to be their first.
1: Ah, well, Bunyaville's not very... Yeah, Bunyaville's like an outer suburb of Brisbane. Good. Good. So they do. But now they'll have two.
0: (laughs) Is that the only launch this week?
1: That is the only launch this week that we're allowed to report on.
0: Sure. And no anniversaries. No, no anniversaries. So that's it? We're done?
1: Well, except that we need to talk about books.
0: Yep. So I started Born to Run. I'm not going to give my review. I'm about two-thirds of the way through. And...
1: So we'll stay tuned for that one for next week? Stay tuned. It's
0: not going as well as I'd hoped. (laughs) okay
1: well that's interesting but yeah I I look forward to having a a more in-depth conversation with you about that next week I haven't had any time to read anything myself this week but I'm going to make time before next week in the meantime we did have a recommendation come in from an adventurer on Twitter Ross Pentland suggested shoe dog which has got nothing to do with a rapper. I believe it's the memoir from Nike founder Phil Knight, and he said it was his last major read. Fascinating story on how Nike came to be.
0: I'll add that to my list. Not my parkrun list, my book list.
1: Now, Scotty, dare I ask, do you have a dad joke for us this week? Because Adam has been diligently taking notes in preparation for impending dadhood.
0: Okay. So has he committed them to memory?
1: Well, no, he's been taking notes. He's been writing them down. I don't, yeah, I guess that's a thing, I suppose, is it? You have to know them. You have to remember them.
0: You just need you need a repertoire of dad jokes to just pull out, you know, whenever you want. <laughs> okay. But I've been, feel, I've been testing the... Um, the feedback and getting their vibe of the room, and it, and I've I've done a bit of research.
1: Oh, okay. So you are actually prepared this week. Your your to go to repertoire is not cutting it. Is that what you're saying? Knock knock. Who's there? Nobel. Nobel who?
0: Nobel. That's why I knocked.
1: That's not a dad joke. That's a okay, crappy well. kids joke.
0: Well, I googled jokes.
1: Knock-knock jokes jokes aren't (laughs) dad jokes.
0: Okay. I didn't think that was going to cut it. See, that was not part of my repertoire. (laughs) So I don't think it works when you research jokes. It doesn't cut the mustard.
1: It's got to be tried and true, something that has made people cringe in the past.
0: Yeah. Knock-knock?
1: No, I'm not even going there. (laughs) I'm not interested in your knock-knock jokes.
0: Okay. Well, then I got nothing. (laughs) <laughs> that's it for episode 57 it's about time we did some adventuring
1: it is long overdue I'm off adventure. this
0: weekend, I'm off for an adventure so we'll have something to report on next week
1: oh well I'm not going to ask you where it is so you can save it as a surprise yeah, don't spoil the surprise until then thanks for joining me Scotty thank you man